Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Welcome back, everyone. We are concluding the command of Christ, keep your word. Gabe, this has been encouraging to discuss this, and really, I feel like getting a glimpse into the heart of God, into his heart, but also his heart for us, and his heart for us to walk in the light as he is in light, walking in honesty. And we're going to get actually get into that a little bit more in this episode. But before we do, I want to go ahead and um, go back over the verses that our command is found in, just because I think it it refreshes um, not only us, but I think it also refreshes our listeners. And if there's listeners who have are just joining for this episode and they've not heard the last three, it'll be good for them too. And I don't think um, it's ever bad to go over the word and to just get a, a refreshing reminder of it. So that's found in Matthew 5, where we get, we, where we derive the command, keep your word. It's found in Matthew 5, verse 33. And it, and it says, and again, Jesus says, and again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them all time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thine head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. And Gabe, as we conclude these episodes, one of the things just popped into my mind, and this is just kind of off the hand, um, what we're really talking about when we're talking about keeping your word is a lifestyle. Um, In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the word communication in verse 37 of Matthew 5 isn't just I don't I don't know if it's just our words. And I and I and and I think it also may be having to do with our lifestyle. It's the way we live. And if it's not by definition that way, it is by generally the principle of keeping your word, meaning it's not just an issue of whether I'm going to tell the truth in a given situation, but really, as we've talked about before, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if my life and my heart, if I'm living my life in such a manner of honesty and in purity and in the light of God's presence, then my words will reflect that. Yeah, someone said your your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. And it's really true that like God doesn't want us, like it's not just a matter of our words, it's a matter of our life bearing witness to the truth and our life um, being lived out in such a way that we we live in a way that is honest before the Lord and before men. And I think uh, an element of that, and we, we talked about in our last episode some some of the practical things, and we're going to do maybe just a little bit more of that in this episode, as well as kind of give a conclusion or a concluding point as we finish this all out. But one of the things that I think we need to talk about a little bit, Gabe, is what do we do when we've said we were going to do something and yet we didn't follow through? 
what would you say, what are some of the things that we need to take in consideration when that happens? Because I know it's happened to me multiple times, um, but what would be some of the practical steps? And also, what can we expect if we do do that? Right. So I think we like obviously got the command is to keep your word. But then it's like, what about when we break our word? What about when I say I'll do something and don't? What 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 do I need to do? And I think the humility is the um, is the keystone here, as it is with pretty much everything. All of the, yeah, all of is life. That is going back in humility to the person who I broke their word to, uh, who I broke my word to rather, and just being honest, kind of like you shared the story in your last ep- in the last episode of where you just honestly and humbly went to the person that you had um, that you had. Um, to, and you, if you missed that story, you can listen to it in our last episode. But where you went to that um, officer in the prison and basically told them that you had um, that you had said you had done something when you hadn't, and you sought mm-hmm. to make that right. And what God did as a result of that, of just humbling ourselves mm-hmm. and just saying, "I was wrong. I said I would do this, and I didn't." Mm-hmm. And realize that it may not be, it may not all end rosy. They they may, they may be angry. They may be yes. frustrated. You know, it yes. might be it might be in a business work sense, and it might be an employer, and they might be angry. Um, or you know, someone said, "Do you?" is ours but consequences god's our job still though is to humbly pursue to make it right and leave their response in god's hands and mm-hmm. just to humble ourselves and first of all say we were wrong acknowledge that we, we we were supposed to keep our word and we didn't um and that even as believers we're even held to a higher standard for keeping mm-hmm. our word and we broke that and to ask their forgiveness but then also be prepared to make it right. Be prepared to, in a sense, make restitution. You know, we may need to go back and we may need to, you know, there may be things we need to do that even though we didn't keep our word the first time to go back and as much as we can fulfill our promises and what we what we said we would do. And, you know, Paul said, I think this is so powerful. Paul said in Acts 24, 16, and herein do I exercise myself to always have a conscience void of offense mm-hmm. toward God mm-hmm. and toward man. And that we would just live with that awareness to walk always with a conscience void of offense towards God but then also void of offense towards man. And one area this comes in is is in keeping our word and making our right when we don't. Mm-hmm. And it, it is humbling, Gabe, but I would rather be humbled with a clear conscience than rather go, just continue going on with my life with a guilty conscience, knowing I am being limited and hindered from living the life God created me to live for his purposes. And, and that is in truth in light and in fellowship with him and being able to be that truth in life to other people. Um, And speaking of truth, speaking of light, I think one of the things, Gabe, and we've talked about this, I think, a little bit, but as we conclude this four-part episode series on the command, Keep Your Word, it's it's, it's important to reiterate the, the significance of what we treasure in our heart will in t- in turn in time come out in our mouth and and by our life and by our actions and this the reason why that's significant is as we've talked about the verse that talks about out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks just the idea of what are we treasuring in our heart and 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 more importantly are we treasuring the word of god and i would just encourage our listeners if 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 you're wanting a practical way to develop a habit of keeping your word keep God's word get God's word in your heart Amen. treasure it because that will in time change our our deceptive habits our deceptive nature which by the way 
outside of Christ and in a relationship with Christ, our nature is deceptive. It's just naturally fallen in that direction. We're not naturally honest. I've recently been working a lot with Isaiah, my oldest three-year-old, and and he's because and in and, and dealing with deception because he'll tell me things, <laughs> and you can just picture this a little three-year-old that he knows is not true. I'll ask him, Isaiah, did you do such and such? And he'll be like, no. And and he, when he did, and I was like, Isaiah, if you say no when you've done something, that's a lie. And that doesn't please Jesus. You need to tell the truth. And I think the same goes with adults. We need to fill our hearts. We need to have a love and a passion for the word of God and and cultivate that time in the word so that it's kind of like the cup illustration when if if our life is a picture of a cup and whatever is in our life is is the liquid in the cup and when we go through hard times our life gets jostled right and whatever spills out of the cup is what's in our life and really what we want is when our life gets jostled out of the cup comes Lord, thank you for this situation. Lord, please help me in this situation. Instead of cursing and things that ought not to come out of our mouths and out of our hearts, but just cultivating, associating with the word of God, spending time in the word of God is going to give that foundation for keeping our word. And I think also to realize just, and I, I think what you said so true is that like if we wanted to have a habit of keeping our word, we need to be keeping God's word because we spend time in the word. Then then as we spend time in the truth, we're brought into conformity to that truth. And then um, honesty and truth will begin to become what's, will be what comes out of our life as well. I also think it's important to realize and keeping our word just on like a super practical level is don't overcommit. Um, and sometimes I think honestly what leads us to overcommit is um, pride and overestimation of ourselves. And oftentimes it's the fear of man maybe and we want people to, you know, think well of us. So we say, oh, I can do that and that and that and that. You know, we can overcommit to what we can do because we want people to think well of us or because we um, overestimate ourselves and what we think we can do. But I think there's these, re- well, there's these really powerful verses in James that I think kind of touch on this. And it, because it says in James 4, 13 through 17, I'm just going to read these quickly here. It says, go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain and in a sense you kind of have the idea that like they're saying this is what i'm going to do almost like i'm giving my word like this is what i'm going to do but it says whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while and then vanisheth away for that ye ought to say if the Lord will, That's we right. shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Evil, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And just to see that like he, what is being highlighted here is that instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to do something, it's like saying, Lord willing, because he's That's saying, right. we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We and don't. If, and if, and if, if we've seen anything in the last year or two, it's that we do not know what tomorrow is going to bring. <laughs> and so... To have this idea of Lord willing and not just like as a trite thing that I tack onto my, you know, to my like, oh, Lord willing, you know, just as kind of something as just a, a religious phrase, but rather really meaning it of like I'm in submission to the Lord's mm-hmm. will. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring forth. And when I live in an awareness that my life is a vapor, that I am not in control and God is, then there's a very weighty when I say I'm going to do something, it's like Lord willing, I will mm-hmm. do this. And even if we don't every time say the words Lord willing, 
but have that acknowledging in our heart of like lord willing like mm-hmm. and just and, and it is good to acknowledge it with our lips too lord willing i'll do this but but to have that awareness and i think this is one of the things that's even being highlighted even in the verses in matthew 5 that our command comes from of one of the things that's highlighted is god is in control he is and we are not and it's so good for us to be reminded of that even in the verses you know it says you you know, talking about not swearing by your head, he says, you can't make one hair white or black. In other words, you are not in control and God is. And so to acknowledge it, that's a humbling thing to acknowledge that God is the one in control and that we ought to say, if the Lord will, because our lives are in his hands, he is in the one control. And to live in awareness of that, I think, just affects every other area of our life. Because when I live in awareness that God's in control, and I tr- walk in that kind of trust in him, and I walk in that realization that my life is but a vapor, then there's an awareness of I'm careful about giving my word, because mm-hmm. the realization that, like, Lord willing, I will do this, but it's only going to be as the Lord enables me to do it. Right. And and if I'm keeping that type of perspective in my mind, when I do say, say something, then... I'm going to mean it. It's right. going to it's going to it's going to have a lot more weight to it. Um and it's it's going to be followed through with because that's the character and nature of God. That's right. It's like when I realize that God is in control, when I realize that my life is but a vapor, it makes me want to mean what I say. You know, where it's like, like there's no times for mincing words. Mm -hmm. It's like, not that there ever was, but it's like to mean what you say. And when you say yes, mean yes. When you say no, mean Mean no. no. And I think as we conclude this episode, Gabe, but also not just this episode, but the last three episodes on the command, keep your word. I think what it boils down to and that I really want to challenge our listeners with is kind of the bottom line to all of this is truth versus deception. Whether I'm going to choose to walk in the truth or whether I'm going to choose to be deceptive and hide. Um, And Really, what that is, it's a battle between light and darkness. And what we see here is Satan is known as the father of lies. And I'm going to read John 8, 44, where it says, Ye are of your father the devil. Jesus is speaking this. And the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And I think that's very eye-opening, Gabe, that Satan is the father of lies. He, in other words, he is the father of the one who does not keep his word, which is totally anti-God, anti-Christ. And yet, on the other hand, we have that beautiful verse that we've mentioned already before in John fourteen six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the truth, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And the short, basically, short of the matter is, is when we're deceptive, we associate with Satan in the realm of darkness. But when we are speaking the truth and abiding in the truth, we are walking and abiding in the light of God and having that fellowship with the Lord. So in conclusion, this is a lot more than just keeping your word. This is an issue of walking and maintaining that proper, pure, right fellowship with God. And out of that, out of the abundance of that, out of the overflow of that, our words will 
reflect that. So for our listeners, that's all that we have on this command. Now, we would encourage you, go deeper, cross-reference these things in God's word, pray about these things, chew on these things. Don't take them just for our word. We want you to be like it talks about as a Berean in the Bible, and we want you to go deep into these things that you would be encouraged and that you could share those things with others and disciple others. God bless you guys, and we look forward to joining you on our next episode. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.